Just Curious with Patrick Tremont. Hi, everyone. Today, I would like to talk about something that's a little personal to me, and I feel like this is actually very important because it's not just one particular topic. It's it kind of it can kind of snowball into other stuff, not just topics, but people's lives. So, I'm just curious: How does people feel about the drag in the news? So, I have a guest on the phone today, and uh, of course, she's uh, a very dear friend, lifelong friend, actually, and she's been around. Um, a lot of the drag community. She has performed things herself, not in drag. It is a female, but she can still do drag. That's another story. But the whole thing is, is that for me, I have once been a performer. And when I'm reading all this about the laws being passed in Tennessee, about drag and all this, it makes me furious because, look, I was an entertainer and I'm not going to sit there and, you know, I'm not trying to hurt or disrespect anyone and I'm not trying to influence anyone to do anything. You know, there's a fine line between all of these things and the drag community deserves, you know, some of that respect. You know, they're not out to do anything. These are actually people who are not even gay. Some of them are not gay and they like to perform and they do it. There's a broad line of people that uh, are entertainers out there. And we can go to Broadway and you'll see uh, performers, even famous people who've done things in movies for drag. Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, uh, what was it? Vi uh, Victor Victoria. You know, we all love Julie Andrews. She did a form of that's drag. And the list goes on and on. And the most famous one is Tu Wong Fu with Patrick uh, Swayze and, and everything. So when you sit there and you think about it, this has been going on for decades. It's been going on for years and years. And drag actually had its start back in the way back in the century ago or whatever. And I'm no, you know, person on a connoisseur of drag and a knowledge like that. But I know that it started and stemmed from back in the, I think this is the Louis something. That doesn't make a difference. Here we are. We're educated people. We have people with passion and love. We should be opening up our doors and letting people be themselves and opening up our hearts and letting people just flourish in entertainment and let them provide love and fun and joy. And to me, when I've been, you know, reading about this or watching the news and stuff, I'm sitting there going, the drag community is not trying to hurt anybody. They're not. They're there to provide entertainment. It's no different than, you know, dancing, um, you know, or any other kind of Broadway show or something. It's just a different form of entertainment. It is there to give you fun and joy. You know, it's just that simple. There's nothing shady about it. Now, I am not a person that knows all the details about everything, and that's why I'm just curious. So I've got my friend, Carrie, on the phone, and we're going to sit here and have a little chat because um, she, I think she's been kind of following the news a little bit, and I want to kind of get her viewpoints on it. So, Carrie, good morning. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, look, I'm just curious on this whole drag thing. So you tell me your viewpoints, how you feel about it. Drag is an art form. Drag is beautiful. Drag is fun. And I've been around a lot of drag queens all my life, and I've seen a lot of different things. 
Drag is not targeted towards anybody particularly. It doesn't harm children. Uh, I've seen drag performances where children are included and it's family friendly and it's just people dressing up to provide entertainment for some, you know, for others. Mm -hmm. It's not anything harmful. It's not anything where it's an agenda quote unquote is out to you know hurt anyone there it's it's never been that way and drag has been an art form since way 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 back like you said in the you know our founding fathers wore wigs and makeup Mm, i mean really good point yeah they did uh they wore wigs and makeup i mean and they came over here to because they were being persecuted and they wanted to you know have their freedom and being free to perform drag is part of a human rights freedom exactly that's that's just the truth yeah i totally agree with you and you made a very good point children have been included in these kind of things and you know what what furiates me is that if you have a child and you bring them to a public place where you know that this particular type of art form is going to be there um, then, uh, and if, even if you don't, then it's your prerogative to kind of stand up and walk out. You know what I mean? You don't sit there and Absolutely. Sit, you don't sit through the whole show. So I kind of feel like education comes from that. When a child goes, mommy, is that a kid in drag? I mean, a man in drag or what's he doing or what's this, you know, sit there and properly explain something to them. I know that people feel like I don't, I shouldn't have to do that with a six-year-old, but questions are going to come up and it's better that they learn these, this kind of stuff at home, you know, and then right. to, to, parents should you, go be ahead. able to educate parents should be able to educate their children how they see fit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, teaching things trickles down from one generation to another mm-hmm. and, you know, where like for being from my childhood, you know, once I got old enough to realize I could make my own decisions and research things and learn things on my own, I learned the truth. Drag is an art form. Drag is a beautiful thing. And Yes, there are certain drag artists that can be a little risque. And I've been to some shows where drag's been a little risque and, and, you know, there's been things in there that, yes, children should not see. But But those are late night, right, those are late night drag shows, you Mm -hmm. know, out at clubs where children are not going to be there. Exactly. Yeah, very good point. I just think that it's just like sex. You know, parents are so shy and scared to talk about sex with their children because they're like, they're not ready for it. It's taboo. But you got kids that are coming home from school that are in elementary or whatever, and they're hearing things at home or they're, I mean, at school, and those kids are hearing things at home and spreading it at school and they're getting misinformed. And just like with drag, all conversations start or should, excuse me, should start from the house. You know what I mean? Should start from the home. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, a lot of people think that people who perform drag are pedophiles. Mm. And that's just not always the truth. I'm not going to say that it is the truth all the time because I can't say that there aren't some out there that maybe are. But not not everybody (laughs) is. You know, the main 
and John Stewart, you know, he's a famous person. He did a um, interview where he interviewed somebody in, I forgot which state he represented, but he's a, a congressperson or a senator mm-hmm. and said, you know, the ch- guns are what kill children the most. Right. Not drag performances. And, you know, and he made a very good point about that. Why, if you're so concerned about the children, do something about gun control, do something about how people purchase guns. You know, um, if you're really worried about the children, feed the starving children that are homeless, feed the children or take care of the ones that are being abused on a daily basis. Right. You know, why are you not worried about the children that are in foster homes that are being abused? or orphanages you know I, I mean if you're really that concerned about children worry about the real stuff that's the real problem and not drag that's True. just targeting one particular set of human beings and some of these drag performers <clears throat> this is how they make their living yeah and they're not doing any harm they're not pedophiles or anything like that you know they're not really trying to do anybody harm the majority of people that are doing drag are out there really to make a living and to uh, bring entertainment and they love the art form of it because a lot of them have no agenda a lot of them have no kind of thing you know i mean it's and, and to be honest with you it's not even just about the gay community. <clears throat> it's not even about the gay community. No, what I was saying was, it's not just a gay thing, okay? I mean, there are straight people out there that are, you know, doing sexual abuse. There are people out there that are wearing masks and doing other things besides dressing in drag and killing people. You know, I mean, they are actually, um, you know, putting on masks or costumes and doing crazy stuff. There is too much <clears throat> violence in this world. And, you know, it's not just one particular community. And I think for some reason, the gay community gets targeted a lot because it's the easy way to point the finger, you know, because it's different than your than your society rules. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But you got to remember this, though, Patrick, Mm -hmm. when you point a finger at one person, there's three more pointing right back at you. Does that make sense? I totally agree. And that's my point. See, okay, hold on, people. I'm sorry. I I actually ate a Tic Tac earlier, and now it's just kind of caught in my throat. And you would think that I'd be able to handle that, but this little Tic Tac is killing me. Um, Oh, to-dum-dum-ch. You know, that's a little joke. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I can. Uh, you know, I yeah, know. that's a little funny, Patrick, knowing you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm thinking like, I mean, everybody has a throat. <clears> throat. And I'm thinking I can swallow all kinds of things, but I'm choking on a Tic Tac. Go figure. Go figure. <clears throat> anyway, see, now I'm, I'm drinking tea. But no, I totally get what you're saying. And this could go into so many different other topics for us because I feel like when people point the finger at one particular community and now right now it's the drag community that, you know, it's starting to stem from in the news. Now, how much I, I don't know. I don't know if you know or not. <clears throat> Because I'm just curious, but I don't know how much of this in the news is actually accurate because I'm starting to see how things are trickling. You know, it starts with, you know, the people there at the drag show and the family and all this. And now it's starting to go into, <clears throat> um, what is it? Families, you know, I, I mean, you know, gays and drag queens and abuse and uh, and and then trying to manipulate and trying to and they have an agenda it's starting to trickle down because you know how all that is you know in our society you start off with one particular topic and before you know it it snows it snowballs 
to a whole different yeah. kind of thing. It's like that little gossip game. You start with one person, oh, yeah. and then you get to the seventh person, and it's totally done. So, you know, how do you feel about whenever you know something comes out in the news, and it does? Let's let's take it off of drag or the gays for a second. Let's just say it's anything out there. You know, when it's one particular type of person or racism or whatever, things just snowball. One little incident happens, and then it turns into these people are actual sexual predators and murderers. And that's disgusting, don't you think? Absolutely. I'm I'm outraged at our government and how 1950-ish it's gone back to. You know, they're trying to take books out of schools, you know, because it teaches about black history or it teaches about, you know, um, you know, you have a lot of uh, writers out there that write about gay and lesbians and trans and, you know, bisexual people because they, they're putting a story out there to help, you know, age appropriate children or you know, adults or whoever might be struggling inside with with some of these things, and they're just trying to you know <clears throat> control it, go into people's homes and control people in their homes, and that's not what government should be doing right. at all. I totally agree, and it's it's becoming such a um, such a um, a quick thing to do now in our society you know people can sit there and start to judge people really quick and it didn't seem like it was that i don't know what is it hands-on or that kind of like toxic behavior the way it has been for the last so many years it seems like now everybody's got um you know uh, something to bitch about or complain about or you know something that's political or whatever it's just kind of gotten kind of out of control yeah that's part of i mean it is part of having freedoms in the United States. You know, we, we live here and we are we are all privileged because we live in the United States. Mm-hmm. We are all privileged because we are guaranteed our rights by the Constitution. And yes. those are inalienable rights. And the men that wrote those rights wore wigs and makeup while they wrote that. <clears throat> And you're right. I mean, it's a very good point. And you know what? I want one of those wigs. How do we get one? You know? I don't know. Maybe we should find a a store in Houston, I think, has wigs like that. We'll have to find you one. I don't know. And I'm thinking, like, even if, if, I mean, probably Amazon. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of cool? I mean, I don't know. I, I just would like to have one of those wigs now that we're talking about. And I'm like, has anybody ever worn one of those? But anyway. Well, <clears> you you have worn white wigs before. I've seen a picture of it. I've got proof. <laughs> hey, don't. That's incrimination. <laughs> don't do it. Because I probably am in the middle of performing and look like crap. So unless I was posing. No, was I posing? You never. Okay. You never looked like crap oh. at, when I've seen you. You never looked like crap. You always looked amazing. As a matter of fact, you almost looked exactly like Madonna, and I've told you that. You what? almost looked just like her. Oh, my God. You're so sweet. Thank you. I mean, I'll take the You're compliment welcome. any day because, you know. But I uh, I mean, I, I mean, I love Madonna, right? She's gotten a little, she kind of got a little wacky, but, you know, everybody has their wacky moments. I've had my wacky moments, but, but it's okay. <clears throat> Now that damn Tic Tac. Now, um, I uh, yeah, I mean, when I used to perform back in the day, we used to have a great time. Remember? Absolutely, we had lots of good fun. It was 
Yeah. Being around drag queens is so much fun. I, I just don't see how anybody can dislike being around drag queens. They don't do anything but bring so much fun and, and joy. And, you know, the, it's such an art form. If people knew how much money was put into performing drag Amen. and makeup, the <clears throat> costumes, the rhinestones, the Swarovski crystals, you know the the material, the wigs. I mean, it it it's a lot of money, a yeah. lot of money. It really is. And you know, I in, until like 1990. You know, I've saw movies and all this stuff before 90. <clears throat> but in 1990, when I um uh you know, moved to where I'm at and I, you know, befriended people who were in the drag community. And <clears throat> did I notice that, um, the art that goes into it, there is so much besides the money. Oh yeah. They spend a lot of money more than most people I know drop on designer mm -hmm. clothes a year. I promise you that. And oh, yeah. so, and, but what was so impressive is that I befriended some of them and we would go to the different Goodwills and, you know, thrift stores and and they would just pick up. I don't care what it was. It, it could be like a one shoe that didn't even match anything else. It's just a, a random shoe. I don't know why, but they would have a shoe. Then they can get, you know, a hat and then they can get like a little shirt and then they can get this and that. But none of those items that they walked out with remained the what they were when they got purchased they would turn yeah they would turn that hat into like a uh you know like a belt and uh and you know and they'd turn that one shoe and, to, and into a hat huh <laughs> they would turn that one shoe into a hat yeah i've seen turn, that before yeah they'd turn that shoe into a hat or they'd make jewelry out of it with the leather you know crisscross thing depending on what kind of shoe it was they would they would mm -hmm. make bracelets out of it it was <clears throat> incredible i thought they were crazy and i didn't understand it because i um i'm more of a dancer actor you know kind of uh you know kind of person you know i'm a little puss in boots with that but when it comes to the creativity of like you know picking up a you know milk jug and turning that into like um you know a necklace you're like what i mean i don't have that kind of imagination but all the people and i still know a lot of these dear friends they can do all that they're so damn creative and i'm sitting here going you know i wish that there was a class to do this stuff and i think that Whenever you're in elementary school, or actually before that, what is it? Um, you know, when you're uh, pre, -K. pre K, they give you popsicle sticks and some glue or some crayons, and they want those kids to be creative with construction paper. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And so when you look back on it, you're it, it's no different than a four year old with construction paper and Elmer's glue trying to make a you know a little boat than it is to take something and look a certain way and turn yourself into a whole nother character. And remember, this is what people are so uneducated about. And I know you can back me up on this. Drag is not just dressing as a woman or a female. Drag is also where they can turn themselves into a character like the Phantom of the Opera. But they don't yeah. do it with a tuxedo. No, these bitches can turn, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, anything 
you know, an old chair into a costume and use the yeah. material and turn it into a, a new version of their visual of Phantom of the Opera. And they can look like a man. They don't have to be just a female. I've seen drag queens, you know, men who dressed as women, but then they actually go over the top and dress as a male version of it too and have a totally different character but depending on what their entertainment value is and what they're doing that day so right or they try to look like another like a um an actor or a famous singer and then not to mention the hours that they put into learning dances uh mm -hmm. music um lip syncing uh i mean I've seen some drag queens that are pretty on point with that mess and, you know, some that aren't, but yeah. they still get out there and have fun and do a good <clears throat> job. And like you said, are so creative and creating, you know, really cool and outrageous costumes. Exactly. Great. Yeah. And so I just wish that, you know, and look, I've been very, very blessed um, my entire adult life. And since I had come out and, um, and been part of the drag community, I was, uh, you know, I was a title holder in my town. I have, you know, done, I've backed up dance for people. I've choreographed for other drag queens. I have, um, I've even owned my own drag pageant. I have done pretty much everything full tilt in a circular motion that has to do with that community because I was inspired and they actually lift people up and actually sit there and say, Hey, look, you know, let's have a good time. You know, hey, don't feel, you know, bad about this. You know, you are creative. You can do this. You can do that. Let me show you how to do it better. And if you take that kind of stuff, sometimes, you know, these are people's, um, <clears throat> these men or women are people's, you know, family members. They, they're an uncle or an aunt to someone. They've got, you know, nieces and nephews in their life. They don't, they're not harming anybody. They have no intention of doing anything. They're just trying to put on a show and they actually teach. I mean, I know I did with my nephews and nieces whenever I was around them. And this was back when they were young kids. And I would sit there and say, look, this is Uncle Pat. And they're like, Uncle Pat, you look like Madonna. And I'd go, yeah. And they're like, how did you do that? You know, and they're curious. And of course, my family was able to sit there and just go, oh, you know, hey, Uncle Pat's creative. He can turn his face into this or he's got, you know, this kind of stuff. It's all fun. It's like it's like dress up, you know, and um, it's, yeah. it's how you educate the kids and you explain it. So many people don't even want to do that and they're not helping. And unfortunately, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, that's a bad thing because nowadays we have Internet you know, 20 years ago when I was doing all this, or actually 30 years ago, um, when I was doing all this, we didn't have internet and all that stuff like we do now. These kids right. are way smarter, you know? These yeah. young kids, compared to my nieces and nephews back then, when they would have to see a video, and my sister's like, sure, put it on. Or my brother, yeah, okay. They didn't care because they loved me, and they knew that my intention was always to entertain. had nothing to do with anything else. That was so left field for them. They would, you know, that's crazy. Right. But when it comes down to it, these kids now are going to learn this stuff someplace else. And you can lock them up under lock and key mm -hmm. if you want. You can take them and you can pray about it. You can sit there and, you know, lock them in a closet about it. You can do anything you want. But it's not going to change the facts that they're going to see it or hear it elsewhere. So you might as well educate. Exactly. You. you know what? This is a public service announcement right now. 
people, educate your children. Stop being morons and act like if you if you keep them away from it and, you know, that sooner or later they're, you know, they might have to tackle this issue when they're 15. No, I'm sorry. They're learning this stuff right now in elementary school. You better. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's out of your control. Sorry. No school, no town, no city, no state is going to be able to stop human nature. And it's just going to happen. And that can go on to many topics. You know, this is not just about. Oh, absolutely. About drag and creativity, I am, you know, look, I'm no scholar parent because I'm, I'm not like that. I've never pretended to be. All I'm saying is, is that I've been around a lot of people in my line of work in the past. And it's like, um, I've seen some people go, um, you know, uh, go sit in the car, honey, you know, cause you know, these, these people working in this, you know, business, cause I worked in the hair business and you know, everybody's talking and the blow dryers are going, everybody's talking loud about whatever subjects going on. Nothing, you know, it could be about politics, sex, racism. You just, you can't stop what's happening naturally with clients and all the people. So, I mean, and some parents were like, you know, the kid's 12. He's going to hear it. He's probably already listening to it from his friends on, you know, the basketball team. So, but you're going to shelter right. the kid and make him go sit in the car for an hour while you get a highlight. I thought, okay, that's weird. You know, lady, right. you're and not helping your this kid. Gonna be, yeah, your kid's going to be resentful when they learn about it later on and be like, well, you know, why didn't you? Teach me about this sooner. Right. Or they might say something that could, you know, that they don't understand and, you know, and be in trouble because they're not educated on it, you know, at school or with a teacher or whatever. And not only that, it's like I've also saw parents going, well, I'll explain this later because what's what's really happened is there was something on the news about, you know, this or that. And they're in there talking about it or whatever. But, you know, it's OK. You know, it, I mean, some parents know how to handle their children and do the right thing. And some just don't. You know, and you know what? Yeah. This is it. All right, mommy, going to go into that because I'm going to make that a topic on its own because I'm just curious. Why can't parents just be 100% with your children? I just want to know because I, I really honestly don't know. I'm not a parent like that. So, and, and me, I felt like if I ever raised a child from birth to, you know, whatever, I would be like just straight up and educate them. I'd, I'd handle it delicately delicately as things happened but i'm not going to ever be around you know whatever thank goodness my family um was very open and caring and and my nephews and my nieces are actually very very well-rounded individuals they're adults now and they have their own kids some of them and um, so it's like no they're very i think my brother and sister did a great job with their children because these people are not they're not living in a hollow in a hollow you know existence where they don't know anything and then they can't understand it because i kind of feel like that kind of ignorance could sit there and breed more ignorance you know so right absolutely so but anyway that's just my take on it and i think i'm right but now you you have been there from day one You've known me since the Ice Ages. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, right? We don't want to say our age, but hell, we're proud of yeah. our age. But um, we, are. we are. But we have been through so many, many wonderful times and have really been through a lot together, you know, for all these years. I mean, it's been 30, 33 years, right? Yeah. It's been about 33 take, years. But it's been about 33 <clears throat> years. 
Yeah, that we've known each other. And it's like, we have always support. And that's one thing, you know, no matter who people are, and you know me, um, I've always been that person and you have been too. So that's one thing that, you know, that we have totally bonded on when we first met. We are like open books and we take people in and um, and love on them. We don't care about race, religion, sexuality, no. none of that. None of that. We've always been this type of people that's like, oh, my God, come on in, because the boat is, you know, great. You know, let's all, you know, row together. And that's how I live my life. So I think that's why I have a lot of people and a lot of support. And so do you across the board. So anytime there's ever a little hiccup, I call it, in life, we're very blessed to have all types of people come to us and ask if we're okay or do we need anything or, or whatever and I know in my in past years I had all that kind of love and support and I actually still do so yep. yeah and I think we've made it kind of a, a good impact you know with the people around us I think that we've led by example of who we are and tried to love people you know no matter how different they are from us or what they believe or whatever. Cause I always see everything as a learning experience and I kind of feel like knowledge is power. Absolutely. I never, you know, throughout my life, I've done things, you've done things and there might be some things that we aren't happy that we did, but I took it as a learning experience. I don't regret it because I learned from it and I moved on. Mm-hmm. So if that ever happened again, I knew what to expect and, and how to handle situations. Exactly. But you have always been one of my dearest, 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 bestest friends ever. And I've always been able to call you when I've ever needed anything or just an ear to hear. Yep. you And the same with you, my love. Really, you have. And of course, every human walks this earth has done things that, you know, coulda, woulda, shouldas, right? And I like what you just said. You have to learn from those things. So whenever we learn from them, we just turn into better human beings. But the thing I did was, you know, I'll never like try to, you know, try to butt line you know, trying to get on a cruise ship. That was bad because I know that little old lady needed to get on there before me. I will never do that again. I'm sorry, ma'am, wherever you may be. I was tired. <laughs> we were there for like two hours in the winding things. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh my God. And when, as soon as she kind of turned her head, she wasn't paying attention. Next, next to check in. I just went in and put my head right underneath that little, uh, that little B partition thing. <laughs> And I was like, oh well, you know what? Look, she was sitting there. I say she's a little old lady. She's probably in her 60s. So I guess that's not old. I mean, I'm almost that age. But I'm sitting here going, look, lady, you're sitting there uh, holding up the line. Let's go. But she was like, you know, do you have it? Gladys, do you have your passport? Gladys, you know, where's Bill and all that crap? I'm like, uh-uh. I could have already been on board, lady. Get your party together, you know? So, yes, that is one of my... um I'm sure there's plenty more, but that's one of my regrets because I felt kind of bad. And I think she had to wait like another 20 minutes because of that, Um, because I think other people saw me do it and they started doing it. But that's neither here nor there. Thank you, Carrie, for um, being a stand up person, being a great human being and being a dear friend and supporting all of those around you, not just the drag community, but everyone that you truly believe in and are, you know, and loyal. Thank you. Well, thank you, Patrick, for years of friendship. I've always loved our friendship, and I've always loved how it's 
cultivated itself over the years and and we've come as far as we have so thank you for that and thank you for all that you do for the community as well oh thank you so much i appreciate you being on the show and you know i want to have you back on because uh you know i know there's a few things that you're just curious about you know sure of course anyway well thank you my love and thank you everybody for listening i hope this kind of helps you out a little bit just a little bit more to understand other people's viewpoints especially people like me who is a family member an uncle and a partner and a spouse and a friend and everything i you know want Mm. everybody to know that i have done performing and it is an art form and maybe you should kind of broaden your horizons a little bit and kind of learn a little bit more about it and stop following the news and trying to sit here and have a viewpoint and just stand on that there's so much more to it and like i always say yes or or attend a drag show and and you know think for yourself and decide for yourself once you see one if you've never been to one exactly And yeah, and and also my, you know, my point is, you never can sit there and think anything because maybe your child may grow up to be in the arts like that. You never know. And so never, ever count. What is it? Don't ever count the how the chickens before they're hatched. So never. Yeah. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Yeah. Or put the cart before the horse. Do we have one more? Yep. What's another one? Yep. I can't think of another one at the moment. Well, you know, don't point one finger and you have right. three back at you. So there you go. Yep. So there's our, there's three. I like to do things in threes. Anyway, thank you for being on the show. And thank you all listeners for being, um, you know, listening to us and supporting me through this past year. And thank you. This is our first episode with the, uh, the new format of Just Curious. And you're listening to Just Curious with Patrick Tremont. And catch me on all podcast platforms and find me on all the socials. Thank you and have a blessed day. 